0: Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom. Mark, Mark Walters. 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 And the
1: enemies of freedom are out there. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today here on Armed American Radio's daily defense in these Sig Hour Studios. Hour 1. On the Crossbreed Holsters microphone, all of it brought to you today and every day by X-Insurance. Greg in Dallas, Texas, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. So we don't have video live today because we're remote from parts unknown. We're out in Phoenix, Arizona today. Yeah. Where we will be broadcasting remote live today. Today is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and possibly Friday. It depends on what our schedule looks like. So we're coming to you from my favorite place on earth, the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix, Arizona. We have a special guest with us today. We have a lot to cover. The hours are going to fly by, ladies and gentlemen. I think we should get started, Greg. What do you think? Uh, Let's do it. AWR Hawkins from Breitbart News sits in the studio with me today in Phoenix, Arizona. AWR, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Great to be with you. Always a pleasure to be with you, particularly when we can sit here and look at each other. And sometimes looking at you is kind of hard. It's kind of easier sometimes when you're just on the phone. And I say that because some of the funny stuff comes out of your mouth might make me laugh. And I know our listeners are going to love it as well, too. So no video for you today, guys, because we're remote. But that's okay. Old school radio. AWR, there's a lot going on, as there always is. I... I feel compelled to start with you today on a piece that you have up about the D.C. police chief and some statements. D.C. police chief, average homicide suspect, arrested 11 times prior to killing. Let's talk about that briefly, and then I'm going to take you to a conversation I had with listeners yesterday from Connecticut and wait till you see the juxtaposition here. It's remarkable. What's going on in D.C.?
2: What's the police chief telling us? Uh, What he's saying is that... Individuals commit crimes with guns. They're not kept in jail. They're released. You know, do you think about it? An individual commits a homicide when they arrest him at that time. That's the 12th time they've arrested him because the first 11 times he was turned loose. And so uh, the D.C. chief says, look, the solution here, put these folks in jail, keep them in jail. He said, if violent people are in jail, they won't be in the community shooting people. It's that easy. Uh, So it's a situation we've seen in Chicago and other cities around the country where, you know, all these people are calling for more gun control, more gun control. more. But it sounds like cliche. They're not enforcing what's already on the books. They're not enforcing the penalty already on the books. And until they change that, whether it's D.C., Chicago or whatever, nothing's going to change. All right. So average homicide, suspect arrested 11 times prior
1: to killing. It's hard to go into. Arrested for what? Are we talking nonviolent crimes? Probably a mix. Probably a mix. A mix of everything. Here, let me take you to Connecticut now. Greg, you're going to find this. You're going to love this, Greg. If you recall the conversation yesterday, and I know you do, we were talking. Remember, I go through the gun control bills in the legislative sessions, ladies and gentlemen, with you. And it's fun to not tell you. I hold back what state we're talking about, and then we kind of play a guessing game. Any idea what state we're talking about? Yesterday, we played that game with you read off a litany of gun control bills, and we found out it was Connecticut. Now, this is fascinating to me when I read your piece today, AWR, for this reason. Because on Monday, Lieutenant Governor Susan Biswicks or whatever her name is, we'll just call her Bisquick. Susan Bisquick and gun control advocates gathered for a press conference ahead of the public hearing on House Bill 6667 in the Constitution State. Connecticut might want to rename yourself Constitution State. You are not anymore. But that bill seeks to reduce gun violence in Connecticut. Keeping that in mind, that's what the Democrats always tell us. They told us that the legislation is multifaceted. If passed, it would create new laws and tighten existing laws. The process to legally obtain a gun would become more complex legally. How many criminals do you know that obtain their guns legally? First off, uh, I'm going to put it at zero. Exactly. The age to purchase a gun would increase to 21 handgun purchases would be limited to one per month and a 10 day waiting period. And as I said yesterday, I had to say it like AWR, a 10 day waiting period before buying a gun would be implemented. Now, I tell you the story of Tara Donnelly. You and I were talking about this earlier, but I have it in front of me now and give you some more details. She is a gun control advocate whose parents were murdered during a robbery at the jewelry store that they owned. The killer had stolen an unsecured gun from a home in Greenwich, Connecticut, while looking for valuables. And at AWR that tells me obviously the house was burglarized. Someone broke into it and robbed now. If the house was locked. That's not an unsecured gun. That's a locked home. That gun is secured in a locked home. Am I right with that, or is, am I just playing semantics here? No, you're right. You're All right. right. Unlike our border, the door was locked. That's what you're saying. The door was locked, and if that's my home, I can store my gun however I want to. Right. And the door is locked. The criminal's not supposed to be in the home. Ladies and gentlemen, this is important. But I know it's a, it sounds like a little bit of nuance. But we're not it's we're leading up to something. Take a listen to this. Here's what Tara Donnelly the lost her parents murdered in a jewelry store robbery by a criminal who stole the gun from a home in Greenwich, Connecticut. Here's what she had to say. After a decade of committing nonviolent crimes, a decade of committing nonviolent crimes, being able to access this unsecured gun was the turning point that enabled evil to act. AWR When I juxtapose that against the article that you just wrote, you're sitting there shaking your head. Doesn't this sound very similar to what the D.C. police chief is telling us? That these people are out there to
2: do evil for 10 years of committing nonviolent crime? I mean, it's just it's. It's very tiresome, whether it's an individual that kills people and then pleads insanity and they say, well, he's not mentally competent to stay in trial. Well, if he is capable, forget competent. Let's go capable. If he is capable of killing people in cold blood, slaughtering them the way so many people are slaughtered, he has no business in society. I don't care what his middle condition is. And no one on the left is serious about locking him up. They want to turn him loose. And uh, you give the example you just gave 10 years for this individual, just running wild. Uh, What do they think is going to happen? See, that's the problem. Wayne LaPierre, I hate to quote him on this, but I'm going to. It was LaPierre doing, during Clinton's administration that said the Democrats will tolerate a certain degree of bloodshed in order to secure uh, their agenda on gun control. And that's a paraphrase, but I'm not far off. These D.A.s, these liberal D.A.s, they don't care about enforcing the law. The chaos gives them more impetus for gun control. And I believe that's the end game.
1: Yeah, I, you're you're spot on with that, and and I'm gonna. Uh, yesterday, I used an example, of kind of like saying, well, marijuana leads to harder drugs. It's okay if you had ten years of weed use, but all of a sudden you go into a harder drug and a harder drug and a harder drug. Does it matter if it's ten years of nonviolent crime? Let's go back to that statement from this, and this is a terrible crime. This woman lost her parents, who were murdered. In a store they owned in their business, and it appears to me upon another reading of this that she's blaming the homeowner who was burglarized for having an unsecured gun in their home where the criminal wasn't supposed to be and didn't belong anyway. And I, if I'm broken here, I want you to fix me because I ha- I want people to understand that this is what this is the game that they're pushing. Right. And it's critical. Let me read that statement. After a decade of committing nonviolent crimes, being able to access this unsecured gun was the turning point that enabled evil to act. It wasn't being able to
2: access the unsecured gun. That was a home burglary. Right. And and, and the thing is, uh, something else I'm sick of. You didn't bring it up, but I'm going to go there. I'm sick of people telling me I can't have a gun in my home close at hand with which to defend myself. If I can't have it close at hand, what good is the gun to begin with? If I got to go through a combination series or, uh, some kind of retina scan or whatever I got to do to access my gun, whoever comes in the house is already on me. So I'm not going to go down that road anyway. So that's that. I agree with you. The gun in the home, the front door is locked. The back door is locked. The windows, windows are locked. The gun is secure. You're not supposed to be in my home anyway. And that's being overlooked. And, uh, so. That's why my policy is: if you come in my home in that manner, I've got a twelve gauge. It's actually set right behind Mark right now. I got a twelve gauge. I love to, I love to just hold it and look at it. It's a Mossberg, and I'll cut you in half. And that's how America works.
1: Yeah, I. Um, there, there's nothing to argue with there, ladies and gentlemen. We used when AWR and I were talking about today's program over lunch a little while ago. Yes, I got here very early today. Let me set this up when we come back from the break. We were conversing about this very topic. I found the juxtaposition of these two stories after I read AWR. Now, keep in mind, you did not know we talked about this yesterday. These two just dovetail very well, and they further make the point that we've been making all along. When we come back, what I want to do is ask you some questions about conversation we had at lunch relative to the secured gun. I think that's very important. What's secure and what's unsecure. So let's go down a list of these things so people can understand what it is we're talking about. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense here in the Sig Sauer Studios. All of it brought to you by X-Insurance on this one crossbreed holster's microphone from the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix, Arizona with AWR Hawkins. We'll be back right after this break. Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back indeed. Six Hour Studios. Mark Walters here in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike Love coming out here. It, to me... To me, it's just absolute, it's it's heaven on earth. I, I It's heaven on earth. Can you hear okay? I know we've got remote stuff. I'm talk, talking with A.W.R. Hawkins from Breitbart News. All this, by the way, is brought to you by X Insurance.
2: Oh, I hear w- great. I wanted to say something about X before we moved on. Please do. I'm on an X Insurance coyote hunt tomorrow. Uh, and hopefully I'm going to drop a couple of coyotes. But um, X Insurance coyote hunt tomorrow, I'll be using that double tap ammo that I love. Oh, that is great! And stuff. I'll be carrying that Ruger five seven in my crossbreed holster. Keep that backup sidearm right there with crossbreed on every hunting trip, and uh, that's all. I just want to mention that. Hopefully, I'll get some uh, pictures up tomorrow afternoon of me holding up coyotes. Yeah, and, now you're leaving. I see I, this, this trip was planned, you know,
1: like just days ago, and that that coyote hunt was already planned. Now you're taking off about two o'clock in the morning, and go out on that hunt. Right. You're going overnight, right?
2: You're going to hunt them overnight? Yeah, and then I'll be back, you know. Thermal scopes? Nope, 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 nope. Uh, I'll be using the sunlight. Get You tuck yourself in a uh, tuck yourself in uh, the shade of a tree as the sun comes up behind you so my back faces the east. They have no idea you're there, and uh, that's when you pop them. Oh, A.W.R. Hawkins
1: is just telling it like it is. I I was going to mention Daniel Defense, too, because Daniel Defense on the Rejoin. You know Marty Daniel very well, Cindy Daniel very well. Uh, You and I just saw them recently. Great products. I've decided to pick up. I was talking with marketing the other day about what to get. I just decided to pick up my pick up the Delta, the long range, the Delta 5. Uh,
2: Good choice. Oh, yeah. Any Daniel defense is a good choice. I mean, you can't get me to say anything negative about them. Not that you're trying. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, you know, when you got a company American-made, and I think some of, his, some of their guys who are great buds of mine, they've put it best when we've talked that the, these firearms are just machines. They go. They just go. And uh, they're incredible. Yeah, I honestly that that's that is a fact. They are absolute workhorses. All right, we'll go back
1: to more of our sponsors here coming up in just a little bit. I want to enlighten you to a conversation, enlighten listeners, I should say, to a conversation that you and I had at lunch. Greg, forgive me, please. I was up at three o'clock on a flight at five forty-five, and it's been a long morning already. And here we are in the Armed American Radio six-hour studio. Seems like it just was a blink of an eye. So one of the conversations we had was we talked about secure. We were comparing these two stories. And the gun grabbers want secure storage laws. In Connecticut, it's referred to as Ethan's Law. Now, you don't have to answer the question I'm going to ask you, but I, nobody has the ability to tell me how to secure anything in my home. I don't care what it is. And for that matter, Is that enforceable or is that playing us for a sucker because we're law abiding citizens that the state thinks that I'm going to keep my gun in such a fashion that doesn't allow me to do what you described in the previous
2: segment? How far are they going with this? Well, I think it's one of those. uh, It's just like uh, it's just a building block where they just keep tacking on gun control. They really can't enforce it at this time. The Supreme Court would never allow it on Fourth Amendment. uh, uh, violations. Fourth Amendment says that we have a right to be secure in our paces, uh, person's houses, papers, and effects. And there's not much security if cops can just knock on your door, walk in, and see where you're keeping your guns.
1: Well, okay. Does
2: that is that is that their end game? Is that where they want to go with this? Because otherwise, it's completely unenforceable. No, what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter that it's un, I'm saying it is unenforceable, but that doesn't matter because it's just. See what they want to do is. Is just little by little, gun control upon gun control. And before you know it, you look back and you go, wow, there's a lot of paperwork and labor involved in owning a gun. And that will dissuade some people from ever getting a A lot of people from doing that. So I think I think that's the tactic. Uh, We make up our own
1: words here because it's fun to do and because we can't incrementalizationing. Yeah. Is what that is.
2: It's just one step further, one step further, one step further. Now I will say before you say you make that up, George W. Bush probably used it <laughs> Right that after well, he said nuclear. <laughs> so don't forget that.
1: <laughs> part of the part of the conversation I had with AWR today, going back to the, the secured and unsecured. If you have if you're in your vehicle, and I use this a lot, I used it again yesterday, if I pull into a circle K like you and I did earlier today in the K and M. Uh, But let's just say we're in our car. It's enclosed. And I get out and I leave my car running because I'm only running in to get a soda. And I come back out and some jack who is taking my car. There's a firearm in the car. But. Unsecured car? Unsecured vehicle? It's my car. He's violating the law. He's stealing my automobile. Doesn't matter if the car's running. Or does it not? There's no difference in the charge of Grand Theft Auto. It's not a lower charge because I was stupid and left my car running. Or was I stupid to leave my car running? It's my car. I don't expect a criminal to take my car. Oh, but the left says I should. You just made it easy for a criminal to do that. So in other words, to use that logic, the unsecured gun in the locked home is the, this is the logic that they follow. It only stands to hold that they would believe They broke in your home, your gun was unsecured, therefore, your, I mean, does that make me legally liable in their estimation? Because my home got broken into? And then one quick, let's, one more follow-up to that. What if I locked my car and my gun was in an an unlocked console? Is that a secured gun? In my estimation, it is because my car was locked. Because somebody broke in, the left is going to say, Someone broke into your car and stole an unsecured gun. The car was
2: locked. Right. Um, I mean, how do you how do you rationalize with these people? I guess is where can't, I'm going. Well, you this. can't. You're you're looking for. You're looking for logic. It's like uh, it's like my old uh, philosophy professor used to say that uh, you're a blind man in a dark room looking for a black cat that isn't there. And that's exactly what you're doing with this, because you can't come to the illogical position. You're rational. The left is not rational. We always have to remember that. You know, liberalism is a mental disorder. Uh, I think it's out of fashion to say it now, but it's still true. I don't care if it's out of fashion. It's never out of fashion to say it. Liberalism is a mental disorder, and uh, they're stuck in a groove. If, if, If we were to pull up sound bites from just after the 1999 Columbine shooting and listen to sound bites right now, I doubt there'd be any difference. They're pushing all the exact same things. They're they're numb uh, or immune to facts, and it's because they're irrational to begin with. They think with their hearts. We think with our minds, and uh, and and that's why our paths never cross,
1: and they're never going to. No, that impasse is never ever 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 going to be bridged. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to do. Uh, you know, again, the reason we talk about this, ladies and gentlemen, is it it it, it might sound. Well, okay, guys, you need to listen. What they want for you is to redefine the definition of what you do to keep yourself and your family safe to a point to criminalize the activity. It's the problem of the homeowner because they didn't have the gun locked in my house, even though their house was locked. Now, I can tell you, AWR, Greenwich is not on the other side of the tracks. The average home size in Greenwich is probably thirty five to forty thousand square feet. And a lot of zeros behind it. Right. There's m- m- multiple locks on homes in Greenwich is beginning at front gates. Yeah, this matters, ladies and gentlemen. This matters. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, six hour studios, remote from Phoenix, Arizona, for the remainder of this week with you here on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike, all of it presented by X Insurance. We'll be back with AWR. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back to the show indeed. Very, very proud, very honored to be bringing you the program today live in the Six Sauer Studios from my favorite place on earth. If you've known me and listened to me for a number of years, you know I love being out here in Arizona, a very free state. And we're going to talk a little bit about that coming up, AWI. i want to make some comparisons. Free state, not free state. We're going to go there. And I'll, I'll compare Georgia and Arizona, and we'll talk about it openly with listeners, and we'll let listeners decide because there's a lot going on with constitutional carry around the country and everything else. We're back at you on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike from Phoenix, Six Hour Studios, X Insurance presenting all of it. Normally, I would tell you if you're watching the video, which you can't see today because I'm remote, you can thank Daniel Defense and Lead Slinger's Whiskey. We'll talk more about our partners coming up. We've got another hour after the bottom half of this hour coming up
2: soon. Yes, go ahead. I want to point out you and I this morning drove up to a a little town called Cave Creek. And we went to beautiful. The, went to the Cave Creek Saddlery, and as I'd put on my Instagram last week, uh, they made custom holsters for you and I for our Sig three sixty five X macros. They call the holster the Hawkins holster. Is it gorgeous or what? I'm breaking mine in on my hip right now as my, we speak. Well, I'm there. holding I'm holding the micro in mine right now on my hip. But Cave Creek Saddlery, if you have a SIG handgun, that's really what they love making holsters for. If you have a SIG handgun, you ought to reach out to Cave Creek Saddlery and see what Andy can do. Because I'm telling you what, he blew me away is the reason I'm saying that. I knew he was making the holster mark. It's gorgeous. But I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? And then I got it. I'm like, holy cow. And he told me. He looked at me. I didn't tell you this, but Andy goes, I made these heavy duty because I know you guys really carry guns. Yeah, yeah. This,
1: this thing is absolutely beautiful. And, and there's one in black and the other one I would call, well, I, I can't call it this, like a saddle. Right. Like okay. It's absolutely gorgeous, which is what I have on my hip right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it was handed to me earlier today. It, it is And It is absolutely beautiful. It's a work of art. Right, And we didn't get a chance to go and talk to him because we had to get back here to do a show in time. But we're going to hook up with him at some point right. during the way. It's Cave Creek Saddlery. And let's point to people where they can see it on your Instagram. Tell people where they can actually see yeah. the holster.
2: Yeah, if you go to my Instagram, AWR underscore Hawkins, at AWR underscore Hawkins, you can see the holster. You can see the phone number to call Cave Creek Saddlery and order a holster. But uh, I'm talking, when I say heavy duty, I mean hand-fashioned. handcrafted with four rivets, like he built this thing to last and made it beautiful.
1: The turnaround on it, too. Let me me mention the turnaround on it, because when you originally told me you were ordering these, I think it was only seven days that it came back, and from a handmade holster... For a handmade holster at a saddlery like that—that's that's rapid turnaround. Right, right. So, ladies and gentlemen, check them out. We we love giving plugs out, and these these things are absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I'm carrying it right now. All right, AWR, I'm going to turn my attention, as much as I hate to do this. Well, first, let me ask you this: Did you want to exclamation point at anything we were talking about before, relative to what they have in store for us, and the nonsense, secured, unsecured, blaming the victim? Because because basically what that woman said, and I again, I, I hate when people like that who go through such horrible things. Get in the political arena because we have to respond to it and respond to it. We will essentially what that woman whose parents were killed at the jewelry store robbery said was blame the homeowner whose house was burglarized without blaming the homeowner whose house was burglarized. And I don't like to see that. That's unfair because in states like Connecticut or California, at some point, what, they're going to let them sue him because their house got broken into, and they're going to claim their gun was unsecured in their own home that was broken into? Right. It's nonsense. I'll let
2: you put an exclamation point, but and we're going to go to CNN. They have done that and in many states with these storage laws, uh, part, part and parcel of the storage laws that the gun owner faces charges or a financial fine if he or she does not report the stolen gun soon enough. So they do... Yeah, you're right. 48 they, hours in most cases. They do punish the gun owner because his gun was stolen, and... I have yet to see somebody punished because their Toyota was stolen and used in a bank robbery. Thank I've you. yet to have yet to see that.
1: I'll let it stand on that. Well said. Let's move to CNN. Uh, you know, CNN. CNN's funny right now. Uh, some changes going on over there. And I, I will say this. I'll, I'll 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 give a shout out to them. They're moving, or seem to be. The new CEO seems to be wanting to desire. To possibly move in a different direction over there, which is my convoluted way of saying they appear to be slowly making some changes. The whole Don Lemon thing and, and, you know, getting rid of the rest of the staff over there. Their viewership is in the toilet, always has been, continuing to drop. But now we have Stephen Gutowski, our friend. You and I have spoken on panels with Stephen Gutowski many times over the years, who is now a CNN contributor and he's very fair-minded from the com. by the way ladies and gentlemen. So we're starting to see different perspectives over there. But boy, I'll tell you what, they sure used some misleading data to claim over 100 mass shootings in 2023
2: and I want you to tell listeners what that is we're talking about cuz it's crazy when I looked into it. Right. Yeah, well what 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 you have is a standard since the late 80s. So, you know, a, an FBI standard uh that a Mass shooting, FBI used the phrase mass murder, but it's applied to mass shooting. Four people or more killed in one incident, not counting the shooter. And that's been the standard go-to. Now, in 2013, Congress adopted a slightly smaller rule of three people or more. Uh, But everybody's relied on the FBI, four or more. And so what happens is the Gun Violence Archive comes along. They throw it all out. We're going to make up our own definition. (laughs) We got a better definition. And what they decide is no one's got to get killed. And it's a mass shooting. Like literally no one. Uh, You can just have a couple of folks wounded and it's a mass shooting. And so they list a hundred or a little over a hundred mass shootings that they say have happened already in 2023. I went through them. I can't remember exactly. I'm pretty close. So approximately 40 to 45 of their quote-unquote mass shootings, no fatalities. Approximately 25 of their mass shootings, one fatality. Approximately 18 of their mass shootings, two fatalities. So what they've basically done is they've renamed homicide, double homicide, triple homicide, drive-by shootings, gang hits. Murder-suicide? Yeah, murder-suicide. They just renamed these things, and now everything's a mass shooting. And so, well, you know, if you do it that way, heck, I bet there's been more than 100. And so... uh CNN took this hook, line, and sinker. We covered last year. The Hill did the same thing. The Hill relied on the Gun Violence Archive, claimed there were over 600 mass shootings last year. I hate to say it. Newsmax did the same thing. Fox Uh, uses GVA all the time uh, now. And it's just ridiculous. And GVA, folks need to remember, GVA is the outfit. I love using that phrase because I think it bothers them. They're the outfit. That pressured the CDC to take down information showing how many times guns are used defensively by law abiding citizens each year. It was the gun violence archive that said by publishing that information, you're undercutting our gun control push. So a gun violence archive is wrong. B, they're a bunch of crybabies. I mean, just to to add to that, uh, it wasn't just
1: GVA that pressured too. It was also mom's demand action every time for gun safety. It was basically a gun grabber commission right. that the CDC caved to. And I don't even like to say, maybe that's not even a way to phrase it. Maybe they didn't cave. I guess if you agree with somebody, you don't cave right. when you agree. Uh, it was despicable what the CDC did. Now, I'm curious and I'm asking this legitimately is the GVA Also counting all of the weekend shootings that you and I talk about. I'm talking just weekend shootings that we cover in Chicago, twenty seconds. Are they adding that in there as
2: well? Yes, that kind of gang violence is now considered Gang violence. A mass shooting. gang Gang violence is now a mass shooting. Right. Yeah, see we know these we know the answer
1: to these questions. We ask the questions anyway because we want you to repetitively hear the answers. This is what they're doing to you. And it, it, bother, it is worrisome and it's bothersome to see Newsmax and Fox now quoting GVA. And I'll tell you why. Because that normalizes the nonsense. It puts in the mainstream and normalizes these figures. And it should never be. Now, if I'm the FBI, I'd probably say something about it. <laughs> but I'm not the FBI. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, live from Phoenix, Arizona. Six hour studios, crossbreed holsters, Mike, all brought to you by X Insurance. We'll be back one more segment, number one.
5: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. All right, back to the show indeed. Mark Walters here
1: remote for you. The Valley of the Sun in Phoenix, Arizona. Six Hour Studios are out west for the next few days, bringing you the broadcast live. Crossbreed Holsters, Mike, in the first hour. Coming up in the next hour, we'll be on the Fort Worth Armory, Mike. All of it is presented to you today and every day by X-Insurance. Please go out of your way to support Armed American Radio's partners. They make this all possible. We couldn't do it. We could not be having these discussions with you every day if you don't support our partners. You can find them all at armedamericanradio.com. Click on the links. Go see what they have. Check out Crossbreed Holsters. Go see what X Insurance can offer you, your business, your toys, your life, your lifestyle, whatever it is. X Insurance is a real insurance company, and they will cover you for whatever it is you need. They will cover your freedom, They recover your homes, your toys, anything, xinsurance.com. The easiest way to do it, we've made it simple for you. Visit armedamericanradio.com, click on the X-insurance banner, and boom, take you right there And Heaven's Harvest for the food. Also, can't forget MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. A lot of AAR support came in last week. I saw the latest report. Uh, That's great to see. MyPillow.com. Whenever you see, Mike, in those great BOGO discounts, whatever it is, all you have to do to take advantage of that, use the AAR logo and that shows them hey I saw your stuff on TV but instead of using that code I want to thank you for supporting the Second Amendment use the AAR code it's that simple AAR is the promo code all right Greg down in Dallas we've got one more segment left uh, it's fun being out here Greg I love being out here in Arizona as you know uh, we've got obviously a really good studio setup so it's uh, so sounded good everything's looking good right we're yeah, good to so go. far so good Okay, I wish uh, I, I can't ask you to tell people where to watch the show, but would you tell people where to get in on the chat, please? That's huge.
7: Yeah, sure, absolutely. If you want to get on, in on the show chat for the rest of the week, and while we're live any, any day of the week, just head on over to your app store, whichever is the Google Play or the Apple app store. Pick up the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. It's pretty much that simple. All right, AWR, let's
1: wrap up with the uh, CNN nonsense. I I don't know that there's really a whole lot to add to that other than um, I I do. I mean, I'm fair here. I do appreciate the new CEO attempting to get a little bit more even-handed. It's going to be a generational thing at CNN as far as I'm concerned. Um, But it, it is at least good to see. And it's really hard to blame just them when you've got Fox News, I, I've lost count of how many times I've seen yeah. Fox News cover the GVA these these bogus
2: numbers and Newsmax, everybody else. I mean, I, you, being the new head of CNN, that, that'd be like being the dude that's going to tell Madonna, "Look, you can you can keep Botox in that forehead, but leave the lips alone for a while. <laughs> she looks like a freaking animal." And so you know, you might you might you might quit blowing the lips up, but you still got what she's done to the jawline, the cheeks, and the forehead. So it's not going to work. And I believe that's CNN's future too.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I, you know, viewership continues to drop, uh, maybe a, a day late and a dollar short, believe me. But it is it is interesting. All right, I, let me take you to Texas. All uh, right, as AWR says, Texas. Texas. Let me take you to Texas. A state near and dear to your heart and your wife's heart. And Greg, Greg is in Dallas, Texas. You Texas congressman who backed the uh, gun control bill faces GOP censure mm-hmm. vote. Gonzalez, I bet it's Tony Gonzalez is facing a censure vote, and he did. He was censured. This was last weekend from the Texas Republican Party for actions, including voting in favor. And I'm quoting now from uh, this is an MSN U.S. news piece of all places, uh, quoting, including voting in favor of a bipartisan gun control package during the last Congress after the mass shooting at Robb Elementary in Uvalde. State's party expected censure would follow a similar vote by a county party in Texas, which also cited Gonzalez's support for same-sex marriage legislation in the last Congress and votes again a House rule against a House Rules package and border legislation in this Congress. Is that is that enough? I mean, what does the Republican Party have to do when we have turncoats when we're fighting, literally fighting every single day hardcore for our rights, against a party that has never met one gun control bill that they haven't embraced, and I'm talking crazy stuff like anger management classes, to buy ammo, etc. Everything you see, the lunacy that you see in New York coming out of Hockel, Murphy in New Jersey, Newsom in in California, right. is that enough? How do we put a stop to that in the Republican Party, which is the only party we have that is fighting for gun rights? That's legit, by the well, way. And the, and it gentlemen. seems
2: to me the voters are going to have to put a stop to it, but. I don't know his situation with voters how how much he won by if he barely skated through you know I don't I don't really know but it seems to me the voters are going to have to handle that situation. Yeah well you know we've been saying that about Schumer we've been saying that about Feinstein we've been saying about you know
1: you got a bunch of lunatics out there Sheila Jackson Lee Greg you're in Texas is there any talk about Gonzales down there I know that you you know you've got the it, the whole Cornyn thing, we've discussed Cornyn before many times in the past. What is the talk in Texas with uh, Gonzalez and Cornyn, for that matter, at this point?
7: Unfortunately, I haven't seen much about it at all, um, and this kind of pushes me to want to start a uh, maybe a little Texas politics podcast just to kind of cover this kind of stuff, but I haven't seen hardly any of it in the news None of it on Gonzalez, huh? Yeah, and that that would also mean I'd have to watch television news, so maybe that's the problem, but... <laughs> well, we know you're not getting any of your news from Twitter, that's, that's for sure. That's, yeah, we know that. Uh, and I don't see it on social media either, and I follow a lot of Texas stuff uh, news-wise uh, on, on social media, be it Facebook or Instagram or uh, whatever other outlets that I have uh, access to, and I just, I just don't see it. I think this is something that... Uh, a, a lot of people don't cover a lot of state politics when it comes to state officials. And um, I think this is something that just happened and was slipped right under the radar.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to see. I I, I have maybe because I get dozens and dozens of alerts on a regular basis. But nonetheless, uh, it's it's disheartening to me. I, I'd like to see something more done, more than just a century. I'd, I'd like to see the Republican Party do more
7: than that. I, I don't know how we get it done. Is, are you trusting voters anymore? Uh, we kind of do here. We we passed some pretty sturdy uh, election integrity issues over the past couple of years, and um, uh, you know I feel comfortable voting. Although I always have questions when votes come uh, come about, but I think we'll see what happens the next time he comes up for reelection. Whether he remains in the uh, the Texas Congress
2: or not. AWR, you wanted to jump in there, and I went over to Greg. Oh quick. no! I, basically, everything Greg said was what I was going to say. I, I trust the voters. I'm channeling in AWR te- in Texas. I'm channeling Greg in Texas. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just sitting here. It doesn't you know? Well, Anyway, welcome to the Greg and AWR show. Yeah, there we go. My uh, mark.
1: I'll let you close out the hour for AWR. No, I
2: mean, you you look at Texas. Texas, like Florida, has done a lot to try to secure elections. And the people in Texas are engaged by nature. They're engaged. you got to think about it. You talk to a Texan, he'll tell you he lives in the greatest country in the U.S. Yes, we will. And so if you live in the greatest country in the U.S., you're going to watch out for it. So I do trust them. Greatest country in
1: the U.S. I've I've
2: shared a Lone Star
1: beer with you before, and I love the tagline. (laughs) Right. The national beer of Texas. That's beautiful. You know, I drank a lot of Lone Stars, but I never really paid much attention to that. AWR, when we come back at six minutes after, I want to talk with you about freedom and free states. We've got a lot of movement in several states, of course, uh, I was going to say Fort Lauderdale, but Florida, of course, with constitutional carry. South Carolina with constitutional carry. Nebraska with Constitutional Carry. And I want to ask you some things about Arizona, a state that you know very well, and what makes Arizona the most gun friendly state in the nation. And I want to make some comparisons to other states and their gun laws because it's a fun conversation to have, particularly for Armed American Radio's Daily Defense in the Six Hour Studios. Coming up next. On the Fort Worth Armory microphone. See the Fort Worth Armory, Fort Worth, Texas. you got to love all that stuff. It all ties together. Right now, closing out this hour on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike, all of it brought to you today and every day by X Insurance. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today and the rest of the week from beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Don't turn your dial. We'll be back at six minutes after the hour on the flip side with AWR Hawkins.